0: Canada doesn't want any Americans in their country right now.
1: No, well, you know, and to be fair to Canadians, Canadians are wonderful people. I mean, I don't know if you guys spend a lot of time feel like I have, but uh, I love being here. I love Canada. I love the people. I love everything about it. But boy, oh boy, it is not the easiest country to get into. And even pre-COVID, it's always kind of been a challenge. And I shouldn't say challenge, if you were coming up here to say, um, watch a montreal impact I, I happen to be in montreal or near montreal i should say in, in quebec and if you came up to watch a montreal impact game during like as a tourist no problem probably but uh, boy they they crack down when it come has anything to do with work or work related and that is why i'm here so well, don't yeah. forget, my, my day don't job yeah, yeah don't
2: forget dave it's not montreal impact anymore it's cf montreal mm-hmm
1: uh you know what i thanks connor for correcting me because i i I was hesitating a little as i said it because it just didn't sound right and that is why yeah okay good to know but i mean uh,
0: so they so nobody's putting a gun to your head right now saying you have saying you have to say all these nice things about canada you truly believe that (laughs) there's nobody in your hotel room right now like right over to the
1: left or right of you like well, I, there's nobody this. here, but I'm wondering why there's like a camera in that corner of the room and a camera in this corner of the room. So I'm just, just kind of playing it safe. Here. If you need help, just
2: say the word cream cheese. All
1: right. <laughs> Sounds. Dave, good. there's cameras in your
0: hotel room. Have you seen the movie Hostel? Uh, yes, oh, I have. Geez. Yes, I have. Yeah.
1: Watch but yourself. I've, that's, you know, I've got to say, you know, the fishing, the fishing <laughs> in Quebec is quite all right. <laughs> I bet. I bet it is. It is. Uh, so of course,
0: guys. Uh, we are drinking, well, Dave's not drinking. Lo- well, maybe he's drinking a local beer. I don't know yet. Uh, but we're drinking local beers, um, Minnesota and Canada. Um, but uh, before we get into that, I do want to say that uh, a lot of these breweries, guys, have come out of this whole pandemic. Of course, we're still in the pandemic, but things are getting better. Uh, a lot of these breweries have come out of it uh, like gangbusters, and they've done some great things. And uh, they'll continue to do great things. Uh, Dave and I and uh, our friend John and, and, and Nels were out at uh, uh last weekend, last, was it Saturday, Dave, or Sunday? It would have been last, yeah, last Saturday. Yeah, last Saturday. And we were out on their back beer garden. Now, listeners of the show will probably remember that, you know, like two years ago, we were at UdaPills for a, for a podcast podcast. And they were just talking about opening up their, making their back beer garden. Well, I want to say that's a pretty sweet space back there. And uh, lots of room for drinking, lots of uh, fire pits. They also have like things set up around the, the, the uh, river back there, or if you call a stream or whatever it is, a creek. I think it's, is it Minnehaha Creek?
1: You know, it it might be a runoff because it's right near Theodore Worth Park and and, and the the lake there. So it might be a runoff from one of those. I don't know if it's Minnehaha Creek, but it might run into there eventually. But uh, yeah, I and I remember saying, you know, and I had been back there a few times uh, since we first recorded there. But uh, I remember just being in love with the space that they have indoors back. Like you said, Tony, the, the patio was only a thought. I mean, I know that it was planned. But yeah, uh, yeah, that patio just rolls right into the space. You walk right out of the tap room, out into that massively, you know, beautiful, big space. And uh, yeah, like they set up, I think they set up, you know, heaters and specifically for the, you know, knowing they'd have hopefully have wintertime visitors. They put like makeshift hay bales up for like, you know, call it a hay bale couch uh, that that could accommodate a group of four or six people. And yeah, it's just wonderful, wonderful job out there
2: yeah i didn't even know they had a beer garden out there they oh. um they well, i've been there a handful of times and it's a great brewery but i've never been on the outside
1: well yeah um, like i like we were saying i mean it must have been early 2019 when it would have opened or mid yeah, the maybe. summer of 2019 so it hasn't yeah. been open long yeah I
0: mean, it's uh yeah. and it's a it's a nice space it's uh right off their back and it's Butts up to the river, so they got a lot of green space. They put, of course, in a big patio back there. Um, right now, it's kind of weird because they're still kind of set up for winter time, so a lot of tents, a lot of fire pits. But I'm thinking when it gets to late spring, early summer, they'll get rid of those tents, get maybe keep some of the fire pits for late night. But it'll be more open, so you'll have more of an open type of feel to it. Um, I'm sure they'll have some games out there and stuff like that. And I do want to say that. Uh, all the people out at Pills were wearing masks, were socially distancing, were being good about it. Um, so there was none of that, uh, you know, some of the stories you've heard of places having to tell people put masks on. That wasn't happening at Pills uh, last Saturday, so. No, and even
1: okay. if, I mean, it started to get quite busy and then they were, um, they were definitely enforcing, you know, there. I, I mean, I felt like we had plenty of room back there, but they were enforcing, you know, there was a line that wrapped around the building just for people waiting to get into that outdoor space. So they, they were doing their part. And that, and that's what I love about uh, Udapils especially is even indoors, there's loads of space. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. all, I mean, it's just, it's a great, great place to be. Mm -hmm.
0: So um, I guess, you know, I never start, so I'll start off. I'm drinking a beer from, and I don't know if you've had this on the podcast before it's from uh, Lake of the woods brewing company.
2: Oh yeah. I know that one.
0: And uh, it is their Northern Flight Blonde Ale, and the the nice thing about this guys is that it, they're proud support to support Minnesota Ducks Unlimited. Uh, so they have a whole thing about Ducks Unlimited on the back. They got a little thing about Ducks Unlimited. They got a the little symbol back there. So they're supporting Ducks Unlimited, which is I mean, Lake of the Woods. You think of outdoorsy ducks, fishing, all that type of stuff. It's a blonde ale. It's got about I think it's five percent alcohol. So it's uh, it's you know perfect for drinking, uh, especially in this late spring, early, you know, late, I won't say late spring, uh late winter, early spring time um uh, weather outside. So it's uh it's pretty good. And it's it's probably the farthest northern brewery we've had on this podcast. I mean, it's Lake of the Woods is right on the damn border, so of Canada. So I mean, can't get much farther north than that.
2: Which which city are they from?
0: Mm. So they're it's in the Woods, so I'm trying to think what city they'd be in. I can't find it. Oh, War Road.
2: Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. So it is on, it's
0: basically on the border of Canada yeah. I mean, where it's like right up there. So, yeah. So this is a, it's fantastic. I found this at the, at the uh, liquor store in Rogers. So obviously it's in kind of the metro area. Um, so if you find it, uh, pick it up. I know they had this, they had one other one too. That was always oh, a blueberry beer they had. Ooh. uh so yeah so um i almost thought about getting that one but i was like god I, the shells blue for me is like my grain belt blue i should say is like my jam for blueberry beers so you can't really top it so uh connor what are you drinking today
2: so today was a very interesting day for me um because i went up i had a very long day with driving on the courier job uh, my job sent me up to both Grand Rapids and Bemidji, Minnesota, and in Grand, and I picked up beers from breweries in each of, in each of those cities. The one I'm drinking right now is uh, called the Traveling Jack, and it's from Clocko Brewing in, uh, in Grand Rapids. Clocko. And I've never had Claco before. Mm. Um, I've never had this beer before. Uh, just tried it for the first time about five minutes ago, and it's delicious. It's a mm. perfect West Coast IPA. With the just the right amount of hops, uh, not too not too light, not too dark, um, yeah, it's uh, it's great. And let me see, how much uh, ABV do we got here? We got six point nine ABV, um, and yeah, it's delicious. Um, if I'm ever up in Grand Rapids, I would definitely get this again for sure.
0: So now there's that there's there's two breweries in Grand Rapids, right?
2: Uh, two main ones. Yeah. So we've got the Clocko one here, which yep. is uh, the most famous one. And then there's Rapids Brewing.
0: Rapids Brewing, uh, Which
2: okay. I've also, I actually have also, I think I put a a beer from there on one of the previous episodes of this podcast.
0: Yeah, I, think, I think you did. Too. Yep. Yep.
2: And, uh, but yeah, they've, they're literally with, within like a mile of each other. And oh. uh, I had, I went to Rapids again today too, but I'd never been to Clocko before. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was, cool to see the environments and i met and i met the bartender up there she's from right down here in south minneapolis and mm-hmm. so it was uh, it was cool just to see a new brewery
0: yeah it's uh, it's interesting that there's two breweries in grand rapids now grand rapids technically i wouldn't call it the iron range but it's close
2: it's just south of there i think
0: south and south and west and um, and I talked, you know, I, I have relatives and relatives, friends who live up on the Iron Range. And every time you talk about getting a brewery on the Iron Range, like nobody would ever want a brewery up here. The beer's too expensive. Nobody would ever go. And I think to myself, like Grand Rapids has two flipping breweries. Yeah. And I think Hibbing has one, maybe. And I don't know if it's really. I, it might be a brewery, but it's more of a tap house. I'm like, there should be more breweries in the Iron Range. There's people up there who'd love to have craft beer.
2: Isn't War Road on the Iron Range?
0: No, God. No. War oh. Road is okay. War is way up north of uh, okay. the Iron Range. But uh yeah, Grand Rapids is on the west. And if you go to the east a little bit, you get Hibbing and then Chisholm, Virginia, Evelith. That's the Iron Range. Okay. Uh, gotcha. so yeah. So uh it's good to see that a place like Grand Rapids has two breweries and they're they're doing well. I yeah, and say. I
2: know they're uh and I, I know I've seen other listings for uh breweries in uh grand rapids too i they could be just tap rooms i'm not sure but uh i know they're they're kind of making an up and coming uh thing up in up in that area of the state
0: good good deal um dave has a beer from canada right dave
1: i do yeah and hey i mean grand rapids that's about halfway to canada so you know about an an hour and a
2: half away yeah Yeah, there, there you go just drive north Of
1: course, I am much farther east. In fact, I am, well, I am in Victoriaville, Canada, which is, or Quebec, which is about actually from down, I flew into Montreal. It's a good two hour drive from there. So I'm east in between Quebec City and Montreal. And, uh, but yeah, keeping with the theme of our podcast drink, which is of course, drink local, I'm doing exactly that because I happen to find a, uh, a beer from the Brassure de Montreal, which is a microbrewery right in the heart of downtown Montreal, actually in the Griffintown uh, district. I didn't go there to get this beer, but fortunately the dist- distribution is pretty good apparently. Cause I found this in just a, a local gas station really. And uh, that's why I should say, and I think I said it last time I recorded from Canada, not from here, but in Ontario, Canadians are no strangers to craft beer as well. Uh, that... Uh, It's popular everywhere. So I ended up going with, like I said, a beer from Rassure de Montreal. It's called their La Amer IPA, which would be an American style IPA, believe it or not. And uh, it is actually an India pale pale ale uh, type lager. But so, uh, Connor, similar to yours, I would say it's this has got a it's really got a crisp kind of it's got a bitter uh initially bitter taste but uh, it's got all those floral notes you'd kind of expect and and like yours connor mine's sitting at 6.8 percent alcohol so oh yeah it's I actually called see. uh on their on the can of course it's all in french but it says uh uh beer beer forte you can imagine what that means i think uh
2: is it strong beer strong right. beer yeah. Oh, so, yeah so
1: yeah it uh but yeah for a strong it is you know 6.8 that's a it's a good friday night beer i guess you mm-hmm. know, even though I have to work tomorrow morning, but, uh, it's, uh, no, it's, it's really refreshing and it's nice. Um, just being able to walk into a store here, you know, a block or two away from my hotel and, and, uh, find, find these, uh, micro breweries, which I did. So who knows, nice. so maybe nice. in, in better times, I'll be able to, uh, sit out there in, you know, downtown Montreal and enjoy a beer someday. So. Mm. One
0: place yeah. I still want to get to is Montreal. I mean, um, that's, uh, there's a couple of soccer-related places I like to go to right now. Nashville is one of them. Uh, I'd love to go to Austin, uh, and then uh, Montreal has always been like one of my. I, I want to get to Montreal. I want to see a soccer game in Montreal. It's a beautiful
1: uh, city. And yeah, it's just it's a beautiful city, and the stadium's not far outside of it. And
0: and yeah. I I did take two years of French class, so I can there say you, you know Jumapel Tony, you know. Where's the, the discotheca, the dance club? I can ask where that's at. So, you know. I, it's
2: discotheque,
1: isn't disc, it?
0: Well, discotheque, yeah, it's, you know, that was a it's, long time ago, Connor. Well, but. Tony, I,
1: I, I could use you here because, I, like I said, I'm, I'm a couple hours outside of Montreal here. And uh, you'd think it it's, it's odd. It looks and feels like Canada or even maybe the United States. It has that look, but nobody speaks english everybody speaks uh, french now your mo- most people can speak english but you'd be surprised how little people do speak english no, like in it's... fact one of the person one of the people that i was working with today you know he his english was far better than my french of course and and he but he had said he said to me yeah, i hadn't spoke english in 7 years until oh. I, i'm like what? oh wow you know and you're 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 an hour and a half from the united states border um you're two hours from the Ontario border um so it's just they they love uh their cult their French culture up here and no kidding kidding. they're extremely proud of it so (laughs) yeah
2: you know I looked at uh I'm just looking at where Victoriaville is here and it's just north of Vermont yes uh,
1: my uh yeah and I was born and raised in Vermont so uh, in in Uh, fact if I was or if most of the channels are in French here but if I they do have English channels here as well and all like the ABC, CBS, NBC channels that you get their Burlington, Vermont channels, actually. So. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah. Yeah. Laura and I spent uh, part of our honeymoon in Vermont, actually. So it was uh, it's, it's, very cool.
1: You're
0: taking Dave with you. You could have been your tour guide. Oh, yeah. That
2: would beautiful. Be nice. yeah, beautiful <laughs> fun for beautiful, you.
1: Beautiful area. Very colonial.
0: <laughs> very colonial. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's Dave for you. Very colonial. Dave's very colonial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got a musket and everything. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that would be the style of like all like the neighborhood that i lived in growing up all the houses were colonials they were all oh yeah I'm sure. did,
0: did your house have a did your house have a witch window yes yes it did have a, it yeah, had a witch mo- window and, wow and most,
1: and most did yeah
0: now if, if people don't know which windows are so which windows are windows that are like like the like kind of diagonal um at a at, uh, the second story of people's houses in. Uh, uh, basically in the northeast uh, part of the united states and it was said they're witch windows so that witches couldn't go through them that was the deal right that's yeah and, why corre- put- and,
1: and tony you're exactly right correction my house personally did not growing up but my mm-hmm. my i was thinking my friend's house that mm-hmm. yeah but yeah it's not uncommon which yeah, i'm looking
2: at photos there they're pretty uh, yeah pretty weird there yeah which windows so being so close to salem massachusetts i suppose i can understand that for
0: sure. yeah see no not want witches coming in your house so you make a diagonal window
2: yeah
0: smart thinking <laughs> boys smart thinking speaking of smart thinking guys uh the loons have made some additions to their team since we last talked quite a few. um quite a few uh three that we're going to talk about now um after we got off this podcast, the Loons went out and said, Hey, uh, we heard the Lucy podcast uh, team uh, talk about getting a striker or a forward. So we're going to go sign one. Uh, Juan Agudillo, Uh mm-hmm. He is, uh, who did he play for before us guys? The New
1: England well, Revolution. Okay. And and didn't he, I mean, it was, he, he was almost like Will Trapp. He was down with Inter-Miami for 2020. Yeah, that's right. he yeah. Was. so he yeah. was with Will Tripp just for that year, just for last year, I believe. Yeah. Um, interesting name. It was a blast from a, the past for me because um, that name, as soon as, you know, it wasn't a player that I followed very closely through his MLS career, I feel like. But as soon as I heard the name, I'm like, oh, I know that name. Well, that's because he, <laughs> he, he he came up with the U.S. men's national team. He played for yeah. all the youth teams and actually made, uh, you know, I have to go back. He made 28, 28 caps with the, U, the senior team. And, and actually scored a goal, scored a goal as, uh, I think he scored his first goal for the senior team back in 2010. And yep. I think at that time he was the youngest to do so at that time
2: at the time. Yeah. I remember actually watching that game. I remember Juan Agadelo coming on, uh, to, to the game. It was against South Africa right after the world cup had happened in South Africa. And, uh, he came on and scored, uh, the only goal of that game, um, uh, beating South Africa. And I think he was only 17 at the 17 or 18.
1: Yeah. that Yeah. It would be because that's the, I mean, so that's where it hit me because I mean, long before I was an MN UFC fan, I mean, how I got into soccer was, was because of the U S men's national team and U uh, S teams in general. And, but um, yeah, it, it just, it hit me. And he, you were right. I think he was that young because he's only 28 years old right now. Right. Yeah, he's, 28, he's still young. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like 2010, that was kind of like, the peak of uh, that was like real my interest in the team was just growing and growing and I was getting towards that peak at that point and he's one of those I knew everybody I mean I knew everybody like I do now but um even back then and and I, so it just had to realizing that he's only 28 years 28 years old right now is, is something else he theoretically should be and could be coming into his prime obviously he had a he was he had a bright junior career too so
0: Right. He is. And he has a connection, of course, to Adrian Heath because he did train uh, when Heath was down in Orlando. He did train with them for uh, multiple weeks. So Heath has seen him in training back years ago. So there's a there's a little bit of a connection there. Uh, but the biggest connection, of course, is we needed a damn forward. And right. uh, we're getting one. I will say this. Um is he the forward that everybody wanted, probably not. No, but, uh, and he's also, I, I I don't know where else to go with him other than to say it's a good pickup for this team, but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he's still got some juice left, but well, can he, can well, he be that guy? for well, us? Well,
1: that's, that's it. He's only, he's 28 years old. So we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, now it was an important signing because now the official, you know, senior roster has now – it's doubled its forwards on the roster. Now it's two, counting Agudelo. But um, I, I think it kind of rolls off what we were saying, even though we had nothing to report our, during our last podcast three or four weeks ago. Um, we were only talking about what we – our wants and wishes. And, and it, it kind of rolls off something we said or I said was that – you know i wouldn't be surprised if minnesota united has a relatively conservative approach rolling into this season just because of the unknowns and i and i don't think it's the any it's it's not the only team in mls oh. with this same philosophy and then it's not me that would suggest this but it's very i know i've heard it come up in, in several you know conversations across the internet is you know and it the fact that maybe a lot of teams are going to take this conservative approach like we brought up last time and then maybe start making a splash, you know, in the secondary transfer window this summer.
2: Right. Well, and can maybe I, that makes wait.
1: sense because you can see, okay, are we heading in the right direction? Are our crowd capacities going from the 10 to 25 to 50? Are we ramping up as we get towards July? And if are that's the-, the case, you can maybe be more optimistic.
2: Or that there could be the unlikely event that Agudelo does go off and just goes on a rampage and ends up being the forward that we've been looking for.
0: Well, that's what the hope is, but let's go back to the whole, like Dave, you're pointing out, and I mentioned this to you guys in a text a couple of weeks ago. uh, And I said that a lot of teams are not paying a lot of money this off season because of what happened last year. Minnesota United actually is in a, worse spot i think than most teams because remember our ownership paid for the stadium okay there was there was they thought they were going to have ticket sales for uh, at least 10 years that were sellouts at least they lost a whole year of ticket sales last year okay they still got to pay back. Who know? I don't. I, I, I'm an accounting, but I don't know exactly what their payback is on the loans they took out or whatever. But they still got to pay those loans back. So they're kind of. I think they're kind of penny pinching right now, thinking, well, we still got to pay. You know, the banks. We still got to put a good team on the field, but we can't go and get crazy with it. Now, Will Trap. Will Trap was a good signing and a needed signing. Right. But other than that, I think they were like, we can't really go and do what we need to do. And I think if they actually played a full season last year, if this wasn't a COVID year last year, I think this year you would have seen a big signing this offseason because they would have had the money to do that. They just right. don't right now until they get fans back in the stands, which they will five, uh, 5,000 to be exact.
2: Ish, yeah.
0: Which is another announcement that came out of uh, after the last time we talked In Minnesota, has said that we can have about 5,000 fans in the stands, so that's at least a starting point. Mm -hmm. But going back to Juan, um, if he he can set up with Renoso, if Renoso and him can get on like a connection type of thing, it's going to be great. And if there's any guy who can do that, it is Renoso,
2: definitely.
0: But (laughs) Renoso hasn't played with this guy yet, so we don't know how it's going to be. Can we can we well, can we get the same it, kind of kind of connection that he got with Molino last year, maybe? Well, I to, don't know.
2: To be fair though, when Reynoso did come in last year, he had never played with Molino either. Yeah. And uh I mean is not the same player, obviously, but when to show that he could have that much connection with Molino that soon into uh shall we say an incomplete season. Um I think uh, I I'm gonna I I'm am going to give the benefit of the doubt to Reynoso and Agudelo, especially since Agudelo is kind of a poacher. Um, mm-hmm. so Reynoso is gonna be looking for that that kind of you know just run yep. into the boxer the 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 guy who's standing up at the in the 18 yard box and mm-hmm. um he's I, I think I'm optimistic. I think I, I think I yeah reynoso and agudelo will end up being better than a lot of people think and
1: i think you know what's interesting is um you know it, it, we're sitting here now we're about four weeks away from the uh, mls regular season home you know not i shouldn't say home opener but opener um out, of course out in seattle we'll get to that but uh you know the question i would have for you guys would be do you think you know if the season was starting tomorrow do you think we would see what we saw uh at, at you know at in the playoff run of last year and towards the MLS uh, cup and Western conference final, where we had lewd playing as a false nine. And, you know, or do you think we're going to see Agudelo out there on day one, starting in the traditional nine spot?
0: That's a tough, that's tough to say, Dave. And here's, is- here's the thing. We're not going to know really what they're going to do until they start playing some preseason games in the next couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. I think preseason games, whatever he throws out there is what he's going to go with for the first half of this season. Um, So if he's playing a false nine in the first preseason games.
1: Well, or we'll at least I time. agree with you, Tony. Absolutely. That's a good point. We'll maybe we'll have a better idea once they start. I mean, I would certainly say we'll see as, as you wind down the preseason, you know, the last few preseason games, mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna, you know, well, and hide, hide does. what he's trying to do, but,
0: and, you know, Heath has got, he, we've talked about this numerous times in this podcast you never know what Heath is going to do anyways right I mean he could throw something totally different at you I mean he could do a 4-3-3 I mean to start the season who knows what he's going to do it all depends on how these guys train and in what he likes and dislikes about a guy I mean look at Tommy Chacon obviously the guy he doesn't like the guy um so he in training, he hates them. I mean, it's, it's obvious, but we don't see that, and we don't see it until he puts his starting lineup out every week. So, can Juan be a great player in the system? We don't know, but at least he's a forward, and at least uh, we've made some progress in that aspect. So,
2: yeah, I would say uh, just to kind of tail off piggyback off that um you know going back to what you asked earlier is juan agudelo the striker that we've all been looking for uh no i don't think so uh but uh he's we certainly could have done a lot worse i
0: think yeah oh yeah Yeah. definitely well there's a couple of names that come to mind that we could have done a lot worse connor let me tell you that much
2: is it he who shall remain nameless
0: yeah that would have set the whole supporter section off you know i mean crazy on twitter yeah um so from one, actually like a day later after we announce what, okay. Here's the thing with Minnesota United guys. And it's been brought up in Twitter numerous times. We find out about these guys like five days before United actually announces it on their right. Twitter account. Right. And it's like, they put, we have a signing to announce. It's like, yeah, we already flipping know right. who you assigned. So why don't you just say you did. And I get it. There's probably some paperwork needs to be assigned, but it's like, eh, whatever. Um, so we already know about this guy like a week before it happened uh patrick way uh homegrown player uh from uh he was at the loons academy
1: right yeah i remember i think i know we we talked about him last year i think when Mm -hmm. we talked about last season on the podcast when we were kind of i think well no other way to put it we were extremely Mm -hmm. like everybody else extremely disappointed with the youth development and the The lack thereof and the academy and he was at the time he was a player that we thought we had kind of lost you know because he left I know maybe because he had no he had no choice really for his you know the best the betterment of his career but he left to join you know the university of st louis yep where he is currently but so I think at that point we're like, oh, we lost, you know, we lost his talent. So it's nice to see them sign, you know, their second only their second homegrown player after um Fred Edeming. So and he has right. he's
0: got some good uh good history. not history, but he's got uh some good genes, as some I might lineage. say. Some good yeah. lineage. His uh,
1: uncle and cousin, of course. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, his, his cousin is a uh, former national team forward. Tim Timway Tim
1: way yeah. and,
0: and he's a nephew of Liberian legend and current president George way yep. so he yep. obviously has some good lineage um we'll see if that pans out but another forward guy 17 years old so I, I'm guessing that um we might see him in the next uh, year or two Uh, I think we see him this season. You think so?
2: This season? Well, Uh oh yeah, based on based on what our depth is at forward already, um, you've got I mean, you've got Juan Agudelo, which I think uh, if nothing changes between now and the opener, you'll see Agudelo starting in the first game. But I think Wea would be a good second uh, second stringer there.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! What about Dave's guy? Yeah, Langsdorf. You're free. Langsdorf. Langsdorf? Yes. Don't, <laughs> sleep on, anyway. don't sleep on anyone. Don't sleep on Langsdorf. But I I well, mean I don't I, know he, how
2: much that good talent is coming he, out of Reno. He, I here. mean, let's I fa- I mean just oh. a
1: few years ago, I mean, yeah, we should bring it up for everybody who's local and listening. Um, you know, he's he was right down the road from myself, uh in Plymouth. He actually went to YZ. Uh, I mean he he was just there a few years ago. You know, he went to St. And he got some good experience with St. Louis. In fact, after they announced, after they announced that um, uh, Minnesota was going to sign um, way to a, to a homegrown uh, contract, I, I went back and looked, looked up, tried to find what I could. And uh, man, the St. Louis, co- St. Louis coach had nothing but just his nothing, but just amazing words to say about um, Patrick way. And, and it's so good to see. And actually he scored a goal in St. Louis's first game of the season this year. And I think he scored two or three goals in the first three games. So, and I mean, just the raw, I mean, there's some major raw talent there and we'll just see, you know, especially playing for a coach like Heath, you know, the raw talent is, is great. You listen to the St. Louis coach. There's no doubt that he possesses that. And so you just, yeah. I mean, I just wonder how soon we'll see him just playing under Heath and, uh, you know, yeah. i don't know we'll see well wouldn't that be i mean that would be wonderful that yeah. would be a great that'd be great sign, but yeah it would be yeah he's
0: got i'm sure he's yeah. like i said he's, he's got the genes man he's definitely. got the genes to play we'll see if he can do it in mls yeah. um the, the
2: nephew of the only african world player of the year
0: mm-hmm. by the way to mm-hmm.
2: ever play the game
0: mm-hmm. you know some pretty good uh pretty good genes right there definitely um I look at, I look at, uh, I go back to baseball the time on this podcast. I look at some of the baseball players coming up now. You got uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And you've got um, some other guys, Dante Pichette's son. I, those guys have great genes and they're making it for themselves in major leagues. And uh, if this guy can do it in soccer, man, we got, it's an exciting thing for us, man. We're going to have some good times. Um, So after that signing, we had a little bit of a lull, and then we decided to make a trade. I well, yeah, it's kind of a weird situation with Nico Hansen. So Nico Hansen uh, from uh, from Houston Dynamo, we got him for
1: one hundred twenty five k in gam. Damn. yeah and it was split up between this 2021 and 2020 yeah
0: but the weird thing is guys he was technically a free agent
1: but they still had his rights yeah so so what essentially i think minnesota acquired and i don't i'm not an expert like we we go on and on about how complicated Mm -hmm. i mean unless you're pro agent uh it would be co- of confusing to most people but essentially they have the right of first refusal if you're reading technical the technical okay. details about the contract but okay um, so they essentially i mean they essentially own his rights and so yeah. and i believe and i don't so that that being said i don't know that they've officially signed him but they he is listed on minnesota united's roster oh they signed him they signed him okay they signed. Him. Okay. yeah okay But so so I think, Tony, you referenced, you know, he was technically a free agent, but in order to get to sign him to a contract, they They had to to deal with Houston because they had essentially had his rights. All right. So I wonder if it's like, you know, terms that we're more familiar with, you know, from, say, baseball or football, American football, I should say, uh, like a, a restricted free agent probably yeah probably i think those that's similar that's kind of the language and i could be Mm -hmm. way off but i'm just thinking that might be kind of the language that we're more familiar with it's not the same thing obviously but
0: so he came out of the the big 2017 super draft guys right um he was the ninth overall pick by the columbus crew that year um so that was a big that that 2017 super draft was huge um so he uh, he was with Columbus and he ended up with uh, – I think then he ended up with Houston and now he's with us. Right. He is a technically a midfielder. Um, so I'm thinking – I don't know. Does he play on the right or left, guys?
2: I believe they, they signed him as primarily a right winger.
0: Okay. So Robin Lute plays on the left then?
2: Well, I mean, there's plenty of people that
1: might have a problem with that, but oh, um, left, left, uh, left wing would be Lude's natural position, anyhow. So right, yeah. I mean it's
0: I it's it's kind of one of those deals where you go, okay. So where's everybody playing? You know, is everybody playing on the right? The left I've seen on Twitter, I've seen people say, Well, this guy is better with his right foot, and this guy's better with his left foot. Is it, it you know, it's it's like, oh man, it's complicated, but we got another. F- technically kind of a forward guy i mean he's a midfielder but he kind of plays you know left wing right wing yeah. so
2: fun fact about him uh he uh only scored two goals last year but one of them was against us and mm. uh in october of last year just before the playoffs
0: always sign players that do good against you that's mm. that's that's what you should always do in sports um, no, you should never do that in sports because it never works out that way. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting. He's he's 26. Um, I, I, this this team uh, with these last three signings has kind of come together a little bit, uh, a little bit more than the last podcast we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still some questions. There's not questions defensively or in goal. But And the midfield, I think, is pretty solid. But the attack, still, the attack is – it's kind of like we're missing something. And I hate to be pessimistic about it, but I'm just, like, not – I'm not feeling it yet. Uh, The loss of Molino really killed the vibe with that attack. Yeah, I mean, you guys know what I'm saying. You guys know what I'm saying. I mean, it yeah, just kind of killed yeah. it, you know.
2: I think you hit the nail right on the nose there, Tony. It was Molino's absence that uh, yeah. just really put a hole in the team's uh, attack, and of course, mm-hmm. you've got uh, because of that, you pick up a guy like Nico Hansen, who's going to who's going to go into our attacking force. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think, um, especially with a restricted budget like we have. Um, you can't really replace Molino in uh, in this kind of in this kind of situation. Uh, so you have to do the best you can, and obviously you can put load over uh, load over the uh, over on the left. But you've got, yeah, it's it's just not going to be the same. You're right, and um, we think... might have to wait, like you said before, Dave, uh, until the summer until we can actually fill that hole
1: you do yeah you do wonder i mean because unless you until you see the splash signing which obviously with agadello and nico hansen that's not what you describe that as you certainly wouldn't necessary signings depth pieces i mean you say depth they might very well be starting but i i still think it's going to be interesting i'm i'm Uh, that's why i call it a conservative approach during our last podcast because the goalkeeping and back line and defensive mid is very solid and you're going to be in games all year long that kind of a team we know it there i yeah i I just it it will be a little bit interesting to see if if heath will adapt maybe i'm not going to say formation but you know tactics and it'll be interesting to see how a player like will trap um plays back there with some real speed on the wing you know like now with nico hansen but you already have ethan finley i mean he's i I don't know who would win a foot race between those two but you've got real speed on the wings and um you know uh, and of course you still have Renoso to open up plays and really you know you can make he he can make anybody look good it it kind of felt like it it, during most of the time he played last year so you know yes i agree that the molino is a big loss but you know how is it going to look this year going into this year with a couple new pieces, you know, including will trap, maybe starting some things off going down those wings, you know, spreading, distributing the ball, you know, very well, you know, maybe even with a little bit of an offensive mind there back there. So I don't know. I I think there's reasons to be optimistic, but yes, I if you're asking me, am I more optimistic or pessimistic compared to the lineup that they're going to put out most likely, you know, opening day compared to the lineup they put out, you know, uh, on the in the western Conference final mm. yeah I, I'd have to lean towards oh boy you know I'm a little in, less. you optimistic.
2: know you mentioned Ethan Finley mm. there Dave I I can't believe I, I can't believe i almost totally forgot about him man uh, he, he's uh he's got the speed to go down yes. the right side uh, mm-hmm. certainly and he's uh he has that first team experience with um uh with the uh, with LUD on the other side, and then uh, obviously he's played with Reynoso a little bit, and nobody's played with Agadelo yet. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Finley does have that uh, does have that experience needed to make it a, a good attack. So that that could be the the secret there. Could be.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So before we get out of players, guys, there's one player we need to talk about. Um, that we've talked about numerous times on this podcast. And we're going to talk about them again because things have changed once again. And that is Ike Opara. Mm -hmm. Um, Heath was very confident that Ike was going to be back this year and now not so much. Uh, Things have changed once again uh, with Heath's attitude on whether Ike is going to be on this team to start this year. Um, And again, I will say this for the 50th time on this podcast I get it. He's got some injury stuff going on, some le- some stuff that's happened to him, understandable. But at what point do does Ike and the team say, "Okay, we just we've got to make a decision either right. way." You know, Ike Ike's a great person. Ike's a great I'm sure he's a great teammate from what I've heard. He's a great player, but at some point you kind of have to cut the cord and say, we have to move forward without you.
2: You know, there's you know? Uh, with, uh, with Ike Opara too, I, I don't think they would be waiting this long with anybody other than Ike Opara. Mm-hmm. I think they would have already cut the cord. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously Ike is a hell of a defender, uh, two time defender of the year. Yep. Um, he basically single-handedly, um, just boosted our defense from the worst uh, goals against margin to, uh, to one of the best in 2019. Um, So he's, he's not a weapon we necessarily want to use, but you're right, Tony. Um, Or to lose, did I say use? He's not a weapon you want, you want to lose, but you're right, Tony. It's um, even with his talent, you gotta, you gotta figure out just to what? Could, when do you want to make the call? You know, right. I I personally hope he stays because a weapon like Ike would be great. Uh, but um, I mean, DeBassy does the job, Boxall does the job, uh, Aha does the job. Um, well, we could uh, we could play.
1: No, longer, he longer here.
2: That's right. Yes. Yeah, he okay. he left, but. Yeah.
1: I know is- what you're saying. You know what you're saying. I mean, yeah. even – I mean, I, I, think, I think it goes back to what we kind of started with is the this, how solid the back line is. Even without Opara for all but two games of the season, I mean, they did a tremendous job. And, you know, losing Tyler Miller and, 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 and having, you know, DSC step up, it's just – it was almost like, you know you, – boy, you know, that's just what you say, you know, players got to step up. I mean, it's a cliche that you'll hear in every locker room, but players got to step up and they certainly did. And Mm -hmm. and they, and, and of course, like you mentioned, Connor, to bring in a player like DeBossi and who can play that center back and, you know, wing, if left wing, if you're sorry, left, left back, if you needed to. So. It's again, I'll say this
0: again. I love, I I like is great and I wish him all the best. Right. And I get it. We're never going to know exactly what's going on with them. And I don't, as much as I want to know, that's, that's on him and the team. Okay. But we have to, we have to move forward at some point. Um, And uh, we can't sit here and wait because he's got underlying or injuries or whatever he's got. I mean,
1: it is what it is. And the team is not waiting. I mean, they retooled during the draft, you know, they've, they've brought in, pieces defenders they have i think 10 defenders on the roster yep um so they i mean they 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 they're doing what they have to do and i guess real quick we should bring up uh we all knew this was going to happen just so i'm just bringing up we don't need to talk about it but if i think since we last recorded they officially like their twitter their twitter uh their twitter is a little behind but they officially re-signed uh ozzy Alonso since that's right yes we we all kind of knew it was going to happen but it wasn't official so that that is good even if he's not playing 90 minutes every game so right and
0: they released sam cleveland
1: which i guess after they brought in because he was he he did not see much time last year of course but great guy great player and but he, he came was a in winger with your
2: guy, Langsdorf,
1: Dave. That's right. Yeah. He came yeah. in from uh, yeah. Reno, was it Reno? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, very
0: fast guy deporting to other podcasts very fast. But
1: he was a winger, correct. As midfielder midfielder. As, midfielder. Oh midfielder okay... So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: so we won't really know about the, the whole roster until we get in the preseason, which has happened in a couple of weeks here. actually, I think they've got a preseason match coming up at the end of this month.
2: Uh, March 27th, they play 27th. against the uh, the Charleston Battery.
0: Well, that should one. that should be brutal. Um, but uh, so we'll we'll know more then. But uh, right now, I mean, the roster is what it is, and it's Heath has made it what he wants it to be, and we'll see what happens. Speaking of scheduling, guys, the scheduling came out for the home openers for all the teams. Uh, we are not opening at home, of course, because we never flip an open at home. um we are opening in seattle against the sounders on april 16th oh boy 8 30 our time uh it'll be on fs1 so it's a nationally broadcast game uh so we're just going right back into the old playoff mix guys we're gonna we're gonna go right back into the whole rivalry
1: it Uh, is fitting you know it, it, it and it's not uncommon. Like the NFL does this, they'll they'll have. I mean, they usually take the Super Bowl champ, but they usually mm-hmm. line up a big matchup from mm-hmm. late. If not, <laughs> usually not. They'll they usually don't do say the conference. They they don't do the final, but they might do conference finals. Yep. And so this isn't uncommon, but uh, across all sports. But I think it's a feather in the cap of Minnesota United to be playing on a prime time game Definitely. opening well. weekend against an opponent like Seattle. So.
0: Well, it kicks off the it kind of kicks off the MLS schedule that game does uh, as a primetime Friday night game uh, opening
2: day too. opening day. Yeah. Then,
0: of course, you know, later on in the weekend, we get Inter inner Miami uh, versus L.A. Galaxy, which is, you know, that's crazy. That's on ESPN right um,
2: it's the they're calling the, that the beckham game aren't the they? Beckham, game. Yes, yeah, yeah. the
1: david beckham game. yeah i mean that there's enough storylines uh, in that game alone and then plus the other one the eastern another eastern uh, that's east versus west but you got philadelphia union against isn't it toronto the yeah two, i think the two heavyweights i could i hope i'm yeah. not wrong about toronto but it's definitely a couple heavyweights in the east mm-hmm. so you look at right. you get you know if that's what i'm saying you got the heavyweights in the west minnesota and seattle and the heavyweights in the east um I believe it's philly and, and toronto it could be philly columbus but it's it's a couple of heavyweights out east and but and
0: you also have to get in your new expansion team which is austin so austin uh will take on lafc
2: throwing them right uh, in the deep end, I'm right in the deep end
0: on uh, the 17th the next the following day after the loons a night uh, like a 4 30 game which is going to be on fox uh so you got to. You got to have your expansion team on that first weekend against somebody big, because otherwise nobody's going to watch it. So
2: right, yeah. Well, and also you've got other rivalry games. Like uh, it's actually Toronto and Montreal, Dave. That, uh, Ooh, that wow, I was way
1: off. I was way um, off.
2: So it's a Canadian uh, Canadian matchup. All right. Uh, Orlando, Atlanta. Um, that's a big one.
1: Who's Phil- Who's um, Who's Philly playing that weekend? Philly is playing
2: before. Columbus. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, they're the. I think. They were number one and number three in the East last year.
1: Okay. All right. Well, sorry um, for butchering that, but I knew there was a big Eastern Conference matchup involving uh, involving Philly. Yeah. And,
0: and you, get, you got a lot of great matchups on that first weekend. I mean, isn't you, it, you, it yeah. isn't
1: it great that we're sitting here talking about matchups that are occurring in less than a month now? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And when it you know when we were in the doldrums of January and February, here we are just you know weeks away now. Yeah.
2: Very excited! It's, it's less than it is less than a month now, isn't it? It's uh, opening day is April sixteenth. Today is March nineteenth. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do for the game, guys. I, I if it's a it, it's a Friday night and it's uh, I'll be I'll be home. I'll be able to watch the game. Uh, what are you guys doing? You well, land out that far yet? <laughs> it's it
0: is it is FS one. So, and we're gonna talk about this later on but it is a nationally broadcast game so i'll be able to watch it on my tv mm. um so that's nice i can watch it at home it's an 8 30 game though yeah which kind of kills the whole vibe because normally i'd say hey let's go out and like watch it like brits pub let's go to brits right and watch it but it's eight thirty on a friday don't know if i want to go down to minneapolis 8 30 on a friday
2: those darn west coast games really kill you i want to uh
0: plus the covid things going on and you right and that whole shit um, so who knows what'll happen in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, there might be some opportunities to watch it somewhere. Um, if not Brits, uh, somebody's house, somebody's yard, who knows? Uh, but uh again, 8:30 starts on a Friday kind of kills it for me. You know, I'm still gonna watch,
1: yeah, but it's kind of late. Your age yeah. is showing, Tony. Your age is showing. It's, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a Friday night. It's Dave, crazy. we turned 42 this year. I go to bed at nine o'clock every night, dude. I thought it was 32. Oh, I wish it was. No, 30. that's me. Oh, right. Ooh, damn. Yeah,
0: damn. Hmm. <laughs> but, guys, uh, after that, the opener that we have against Seattle, we get our home opener the following weekend on the 24th against Real Salt Lake.
2: There's a team I wouldn't have expected to open the season against. They, yeah. I mean, they're a Western Conference team, but uh um I would have thought something uh, a little bit more Col- rivalry like Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, or Colorado. sporting Casey. Sporting
1: Casey. Um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I home open I mean, at least it's one of those three that you threw up to her guys, but I don't know. That sounds about right to me and You know, it's one of those games, though, that, you know, I love it because you kind of not, you know, you know, we know real Salt Lake is in that whole Western Conference is is quite solid, but it is one of those games where you, I think it puts a little more added pressure, especially because it's your home opener in front of, we're assuming there'll be fans in the stands, Uh, puts a little more pressure on you because you'd kind of circle if you were looking at the schedule, you might circle that one as a win. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I think it makes it that much more interesting.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it'll be interesting. I had 5,000 fans in the stands um, according to our former colleague, David Sterling. Um, the team has sent out an email saying that season ticket holders will get the first crack at those 5,000 seats. That's right. Um, so, you know, for a fact that if you're not a season ticket holder, Going to that game is going to cost you a shitload of money Um, because people, season ticket holes will be selling that for hundreds of dollars. Right. Um, Depending on how much it is, I might go, you know? Yeah, and
1: you say hundreds. I mean, I I would have to speculate here, but I mean, like, if you're talking about a, a ticket that sells for, and this is pure speculation, but let's say you're talking about a $40 ticket, I would expect to pay, I would expect to pay in the neighborhood of
0: 90 to 120 yeah all right
1: now if now if it turns out that it's significantly more for that said ticket Mm -hmm. you know I'd, i'd really question it but i mean you know at the end of the day there are other things to consider like i mean it's great that we're talking about the possibility of going to a live sporting event but there there are people that aren't going to feel comfortable with that but right. I, I think regardless the the number of people that are would be chomping at the bit to get back to alliance field are going to outnumber the people that would say mm, no i'm not ready yet
0: yeah well, i and agree we're not even um we haven't discussed it. they haven't really said what they're doing I, I highly doubt there'll be even a wonder wall uh because that is no. a ga section that's close to people so i am got a feeling that they will not have anybody in the wonder wall well just,
1: I, I think i hope they get creative with that because there would be ways around that like whether you mark off uh, assigned seats in said section now i know i don't i don't know actually but i'm assuming there's you know with all the supporters groups there are there's a lot of you know i don't know how that works so i'm not even gonna speculate but i mean maybe maybe they could mark off i if that section seats sits you know say 900 people maybe they could put uh 200 people into that section say or 100 people and spread out and maybe you go to maybe the maybe this maybe this is too optimistic but maybe mnufc goes to this all the supporters groups and say hey you're going to have an allotment of x amount of tickets each spread Mm -hmm. out of course yeah so there will, because I, I would love to see representation from all the supporters groups in Definitely. the yes, Wonderwall. Exactly. And if, it, if there wasn't, if that section was just empty, yeah, it's great that they have fans, but it would still feel weird. Um, you know, it With
2: that kind of seating, though, I just wonder how they would, I mean, going back to what you said, Tony, how they would regulate it. Yeah. Um, just, you know, because there's you can move around pretty much however you want well that, that that's section. what
1: I, that's what I'm saying is I think that could change I think you could turn that into assigned seating mm-hmm. um, I don't know how easy that would be again there's a lot that goes into that I know and I I don't know I mean but I know that there's a lot that goes into it so yeah. I don't know how it would work out but I, I all I'm saying is I, I hope we see people behind that goal you yeah. know on, on the yeah. side there will side. be there will
0: be one person
1: and you know maybe i think that i think it's a proximity issue i think we're going to see like you might see some banners across the front of the wonder wall but maybe mm-hmm. you could have uh, supporters further up into that section so you're just yeah. not as close to the field um
0: it it will knows. be it will be interesting um right and uh we'll see how it all plays out uh we're going to take a quick break guys uh, But when we come back we had talk about uh tv stuff because tv rights with loons they haven't even announced it yet um and i have some uh things to say about that uh connor's got some history and uh if we have any time we might have a, one funny story to talk about yes. so we're we'll back in a couple of minutes um uh, so we'll see you guys in a bit and we're back guys lunacy podcast quick break <laughs> It's quick, quick. I, a much don't needed really, break though. Don't really laugh, laugh about break. that. Nobody laugh about break. that. Wow. <laughs> nobody knows what happened during that break either.
2: No, nobody Crazy. knows. Nobody, yeah. I, nobody. I don't knows. think even we know.
1: Nobody actually knows what happened. We don't need to talk about it. We, we, we should move no. on. We should no. move on and talk we'll, about we'll you talk know, like yeah. you said TV rights. You TV teased rights. it a little so we kind get to it. on, Tony.
0: TV rights. Uh guys, um so as Many people who listen to podcasts podcast know, and we all know here, especially myself, um, TV rights for FSN have been a clusterfuck since Sinclair bought out the Fox Sports uh, regional networks uh, about a year or two ago. Uh, last year, they lost the, a lot of streaming services, lost those rights, uh, of which I had a couple of streaming services. I kept jumping And now I've got nothing to go off of. I have have nothing.
1: And and just I don't want to interrupt. I will will want to throw I do want to throw this in there. Is like so. I have Xfinity, and I haven't seen an interruption yet. But I mean, and what the streaming services don't do is what Xfinity does. Keep they keep raising my bill. I swear it feels like every month. But like so, if you itemize, I'm paying. I have a cable TV package, and I have internet package, and a bunch of fees and taxes below that and it adds up to i'm not i i'd be too embarrassed to say what i pay in total but one of those fees is a regional sports fee yeah it's a carrier, and i'm not talking about 199 i'm talking about a significant charge and so i'm paying for it like it's a carrier fee yeah
0: and so what sinclair did was sinclair bought the regional networks for a shit ton of money they overpaid many people online many very smart people online who know TV, say Sinclair overpaid for the Fox regional broadcasts. In order to make that money back, Sinclair had to go to these streaming services and say, okay, well, the carrier price now has to be this. And streaming services like YouTube TV and Hulu Live and all those places said, well, we have a set price we give to our customers. We don't want to raise that price. So can you help us? And Sinclair said, fuck you. We're just going to take away the, the the regional broadcasts, which is what happened. Now you're right, Dave. Cable customers never say fuck you. They say, okay, we'll just charge our customers more because our customers don't give a shit. Pretty much. I mean, they do give a shit, but they don't give a shit.
2: Right.
0: So the Xfinities, the charters, the war, all those places, their prices went up, went up, went up, went up. Sinclair then lost all the streaming stuff. They said, "Well, screw it." You know, the only streaming they have right now is AT and TV. I was just going to bring that up. That's it. And AT and TV is actually more expensive than most places. I, I would because- imagine.
1: I would imagine because if you're if like, and I've seen conversations online about the very fact and about how my, how are you watching the game. So if I was streaming, like, so my question to everybody would be, okay, easy, AT and T switch now, like, yeah, and that's what, that's that's the thing that people have to make a decision on now. Is but you you're do, t- are you talking about a significant price jump, say between YouTube TV, and well, it's AT&T. it's twenty bucks, right? Nice,
0: I mean, it's significant. Oh, so,
1: so there you go, you're paying that fee that I'm paying. With, yeah, you, know, you are in order to make that choice. Yeah,
0: so. So now there's really no streaming services that carry the Fox uh, regional networks. Right. And what Sinclair has done and Sinclair put this out there last year is they're going to create their own streaming network for their regional sports stuff, which is smart because they're going to make a shitload of money on people like myself who are streaming, can't get it. And then Saint Clair said, "Well, wait a second. We're going to get Bally's, and Bally's is a you know Vegas company. They're sports betting. We're going to get Bally's to take part in our streaming service, and we're going to call it Bally's Sports Fox Sport, or Bally's Sports Network. And what we're going to do is that streaming network is now going to include betting, sports betting where it's legal." and we're gonna include that in our streaming service. So St. Clair actually is very, very shrewd in how they did this. And I'm thinking, the more I think about it, the more I think they had a plan all along. They bought out these sports networks, they got rid of all the streaming shit, and they said, okay, now we're gonna go with Bally's, we're gonna go back to streaming on our own, and we're gonna charge, you know, five, 10 bucks a month for streaming, but the way we're going to get you is the betting thing. We're going to get you to you bet go. on games. Yeah, we're going to get you to spend money betting on games because we're going to have that in the app. Now, the problem with the Loons and other MLS teams this year is that streaming service is not going to happen this year. The earliest is going to happen is 2022, which is next year. So really, yes. So I just saw
2: March 31st.
0: Well, th- okay, they're switching the Bally's. Mark, they're switching their names, Connor.
2: Oh, god! But that. okay,
0: the whole the whole gambling thing they got they got to think things to work out because they got to work out all the rights with the states and all that bullshit with gambling and all that stuff, you know. So the earliest we're going to get a streaming service from Sinclair the Bally's thing is 2022. But so, but the loons have not announced yet what they're doing this year now chris wright said a couple months ago they were working on something different potentially i truly believe that they are not working anything and they're just gonna say well we've got ballet sports that's it sorry loons fans gotta do what you gotta do
1: so correct me if i'm wrong so tone like you don't you don't have to tell me what internet providers you have but Mm -hmm. if you have an internet provider Mm -hmm. okay couldn't you just download the Fox Sports app, sign in with your internet provider, and watch the live sporting no, event? Doesn't work that no, way. Only I, if you
2: have a subscription to to the, their cable service.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I've, I've, I've heard conflicting reports. I've heard somebody tell me that it, oh, I have let's say Spectrum cable, which I have. Yeah. Uh, I can sign into Spectrum and I can watch, say, a live sporting event i think in the the last couple months it would be wild let's say yeah go for hockey i can i can't watch fsn programming but i can watch the live sporting event that's not true
0: not true because you got to sign in with your cable package right um so the ways around that of course is what i did last year is you you get espn plus which i have which shows every mls game and you get a VPN, which worked 85% of the time last year. And you do it that way. Of course, the problem is you don't always get the live local broadcast. You don't always get uh, our broadcast team. You might get right. the home team's broadcast team. Right. Or you go online, Connor, which is what uh, I think you've... The, said to, be, there's other, to
2: find a streamer. Like just a some streamer. A streamer online. Exactly
0: right. There. So those are the ways around it. But you know that that's not always the way it's going to work because they shut those things down. There's problems with the internet. There's other things going on. So the loons and MLS as a whole has to come up with some like way to get fans to watch these games this year. And if they just go back to Bally Sports, that's going to be a huge deal. I mean the twins are already dealing with that right now the twins put out a press a press release 2 days ago guys that said all their games 162 of their games are on live tv but guess what they're sticking with Bally Sports and there's right. nothing they can do about it so there's twins fans who are pissed off they're like well what am i going to do you know what can i do
1: yeah, that's incredibly that's incredibly frustrating i'm yeah. I in, incredibly annoying it's just, it's really sad, really. Like, I mean, I, hey, I mean, what can, but what can you do? Sinclair bought capitalism, capitalism
0: 101, Dave. Yeah. Capitalism 100%. 101. They yeah. bought this, they bought those sites knowing they could do something like this and, down the road.
1: And the, yeah, this is not, I mean, obviously, this, it's not like it's a Minnesota company attacking Minnesota sports. This is nationwide. This is but, nationwide. Yeah. It's, all the FS, the I'm local sure, Fox, the regional Fox networks.
2: I'm pretty sure when Sinclair bought them, they they spent uh, and not just for Fox Sports North, for uh, for all the networks that they bought, I'm pretty sure they spent four billion
0: dollars. Yeah, they all to that too. I don't know, they overpaid, they yeah. overpaid according to experts. They yeah. overpaid for that. shit And so, when things started going down with streaming services, people were like, Well, yeah, they overpaid, so they gotta get their money back. Well now looking into it, it's like no, they knew they were gonna get rid of the streaming services. They wanted to, they right. wanted to make their own streaming service with ballets. They already had to deal with ballets probably when they bought the regional sports times. We're like ballets, we want to deal with you. Let's do some gambling stuff, which is which is fine, but it screws over a lot of middle America,
2: yeah. You know?
0: right. It screws you over right and there's a lot of people going well you go back to cable well yeah i can go back to cable i i have yeah. the money i have the money to do that okay there
2: are plenty of people who can't though
0: there are yeah. plenty of people who can't do that there's plenty of yeah. loons fans who can't do that they have right. a budget every month it, for it, their stuff and they can't do it
1: it's irritating it's super irritating for me because like i the only reason i still have the only reason i still have cable is because of the sports aspect i mean huh? and specifically yeah. fsn i mean the wild gopher you know gopher sports and 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 the twins is a big one and of course the loons like number one so well why did i again a year, two years ago i switched I could yeah. two years ago i could have cut the cord and i should have I just kind of stubborn and loyal and i just didn't but and i uh,
0: did i switched a playstation view which was fantastic they had all those things yeah. then playstation view went away and i said well what do i get next youtube tv or what did i have I, no i didn't have youtube i had something else and then they got rid of that and i went to youtube tv i switched like three times guys in the past two years because yeah. they keep jumping that stuff and the biggest thing about cord cutting was it was going to be cheaper for you and you yeah. get more of an a la carte thing well no it's not even that no. the streaming services are becoming more like cable services
1: yeah they are We're it's almost never- like
2: your changing channel to channel between yeah and this, plus espn plus hulu netflix yeah. and, this this is, this
1: stuff and this is and this is just I, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent but uh, you know we're talking streaming in general which we should because obviously it's 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 the future and it's what's happening is like mm-hmm. there's so many streaming services out there and there's so much good content it's mm-hmm. like well i want this and apple tv and paramount plus and mm-hmm. this and that you know paramount plus they had you know they used to be cbs sports network or the cbs sports all access yeah um now they have the champions league and europa league rights and so it's like man there's so many different things you want and it's yeah. spread out across so many different yeah. streaming well, yeah. so if you want everything you want guess what you're buying six or seven different streaming things and now the right cable
2: back. ends up being not so well, bad and that's all on <laughs> top. Exactly well, right. that's true
1: yeah. that would be true if but here's the sad thing: is like, if you're a cable uh, subscriber, you still want to have this streaming service and that streaming service because they have exclusive rights to everything else. So right. you just end up, if you're a cable subscriber, you just end up tacking those streaming services on top of the enormous cable bill you already have. Well, it's, think about if
2: if you go to If you go to cable, you're not watching stuff like right division or no uh, or no. Captain
1: no, or in Winter fact, Soldier. that's I, like I, I again. Ooh. I mean, if 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 FS if Fox Sports North, you know, or if if we're talking about regional sports networks, if they dropped off a of cable, I would drop cable immediately right. because it's the only re- reason I watch it. Because I love watching a lot of sports networks on cable, but yeah. I can get those all on streaming services.
0: That's it's the thing. I mean, look at uh, quickly, guys. Look at NFL. NFL just sold the rights to Thursday night games to Amazon Prime.
1: Mm-hmm. rights
0: i mean think about yeah. that
1: exclusive 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 like, yeah. rights for the last so year or two there. for the last yeah. year or two you could watch those games on nfl network yeah more on cbs uh but now i think going forward
0: amazon prime
1: only you have amazon to get a prime. subscription yeah you. gotta get a
0: subscription now you gotta yeah. pay for your amazon prime stupid which most people do for well, the
1: free shipping but some people how much, don't how much is yeah amazon that's like um amazon prime is 12 a month i think it's like it's, it's like nine it's for the year it's like 90 bucks so God. for me as a sports fan if you're telling me i can watch you know 13 nfl games over the course of a, you know one game a week so f- let's say four games a month that is easily worth 12 dollars to me
0: i mean easily but yeah. not yeah. everybody but they package it as well you get the free shipping and all that type of bullshit so plus you get all the other movie comics. and you get all the mo- and they got some good yeah. movies on there they do. um yeah. But uh, yeah, we're, you might as well just go back to cable and, uh, yeah. and don't, and Connor, don't bring up WandaVision. Don't bring up uh, Falcon, Winter Soldier, because I just finished WandaVision. Yeah. I watched WandaVision oh. every year and I just watched the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier tonight.
2: Okay, I haven't seen that yet. So
1: mm. is that on Disney plus? Mm. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yes. Well, I can't watch that because Disney plus is not allowed in Canada apparently.
2: So. What? What? Yeah. No. Well, really? it's
1: weird. Like I can want, uh, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but like so, uh, I can watch my Netflix account up here, but Mm -hmm. I but I cannot watch, say HBO Max or or uh, Amazon Prime is extremely limited and everything else. What the fuck? USA they have their own streaming rights. Are they afraid about
0: COVID through the internet or what? Yeah, maybe, (laughs) maybe. Jesus, Um, yeah. So that's a spiel on that stuff,
1: guys. And we could talk about it for another hour, we but we could, could have time. yeah. but
0: no, we're going to, we're actually going to go to history with, with Connor. And so Connor, there's no history thing to roll because, um, I told you guys last time, uh, the history thing that David sent me to put into this podcast does not work for whatever reason. Oh. It's a Mac thing. So we're just going to go on the history. There's going to be no well, intro to it. I,
1: I could do a little show tune or sing a little song, I mean, if we want, but maybe <laughs> it'd be little... just better if we just get into it. Right? Yeah, just
0: get into history. Just go ahead,
2: All right. Connor. All right. And now, Connor on us. A... No, I'll just start. Um... <laughs> and
0: now, Connor is with history. Okay, there we go. All
2: right. Uh, so we are. Uh, today is March 19th, everybody. We're going to start a week ago, um, Friday. Or, sorry, yeah, we're gonna start with uh, last Saturday, the 13th, which we have united in 2014. Uh, they went a friendly at the Pro Player Pro Player Academy in Stone, England. Um, oh. and they won it 8 0. Oh, yeah. by the way,
1: can't so, say I remember that one. I remember.
2: Yeah, I had oh. yeah, never heard of the Pro Player Academy before. I, I no. thought it might have been something like the, the US Pro 40 that I mentioned before, uh, but um. No, oh, it's it's an England thing.
0: Pro Player <laughs> Academy sounds like a video game, like random team. Mm. Pro Player Academy.
2: Yeah, yeah, like a Pro Evolution Soccer thing or something. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Um, moving on to the fourteenth, nineteen eighty-six, Strikers win at Cleveland Force eight-seven. Steamers. <laughs> March fifteenth, uh, two thousand thirteen. You oh, here we go. Uh 2013 United played two friendlies in one day My against just... Bridges FC. Both Bridges. against Bridges FC. They drew the first one 0-0 and they won the second one 3-0. Two
0: friendlies in one day? What yeah. the fuck are they doing?
2: Yeah, that's uh um yeah, when I looked back at it it was uh I had to double check it it was uh two friendlies in one mm-hmm. day. It was and this was what 2000 this was 2013, excuse me. Yeah. Damn. Uh, but yeah, um, two friendlies. Moving on to the 16th, uh, which was quite a busy day in uh, Minnesota soccer history. You've got uh, a stat from 85, 86. Two, you've got 2010. Uh, I'm going to go with the one from 2016 when United had a friendly at Cruz Azul in Mexico. Oh, nice. I feel drew- like
1: I remember that one.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They drew it they drew it 1-1 if that make, if that makes any sense.
1: I don't I don't I can't say I remember recall the game but I recall that fixture I remember that game. I
2: feel oh. like I remember seeing Cruz Azul on United's schedule back then. Too. Mm-hmm. That that was my first year being a a season ticket holder that year.
0: Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice.
2: Yeah. Uh all right. No
1: No wait a minute. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Eh, Cruz Azul, that one.
1: Oh, yeah, no, that would have been after. I was just trying to think that if there was any ties to, um, but that would have been the year before the jump to MLS. Right. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, Moving on to the 17th, when in 2014, United lost a friendly at Derby County 2-0. Derby. Yeah. Uh, Derby County. I remember watching them play... Way back in the day when I lived in the UK. They were actually a Premier League team back then.
1: I was gonna that's say, right. I think I'm pretty sure I've been through Derby County. How far away is that from say central London?
2: Uh that's a good question, actually.
1: All right. Well, I don't I didn't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> but you know it's just it's one of those teams that you, you hear of, but you don't uh, exactly uh, gotcha. I've probably yeah. been through there, but I don't know where it is. It's actually in it's
2: Pride Park. It's still called Pride Park after all these years, huh? Um, but yeah, it looks like it's a it's a couple hours away. It's actually more like an hour from Manchester.
1: There. Oh, okay, that explains yeah. it.
2: Um, moving on to the 18th, which was yesterday, another pretty uh busy day in history. I'm gonna go with the 2017 one when United got their first ever MLS point in a 2-2 draw at the Colorado Rapids. Score. You guys remember that one?
0: I think I do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The uh ramirez i think got the mm-hmm. got got a go-ahead goal to put him up 2 one right and rapids uh rapids equaled it out oh yeah uh the only stat from today the 19th 1985 the strikers lost against the cleveland force 7-4 steamers tony steamers <laughs> the st hey. louis steamers the st louis steamers are in here too
0: yeah there you go yeah that's uh again that's cleveland (laughs) cleveland missed out on that whole situation they could have made
2: so much money off of that yeah they could have or they could have been very much in violation of some fcc rules i don't know
0: well and and that nobody really i don't think they knew
2: no
0: there was no yeah there was was none of that uh what do you call it the uh what's that name of that website you look at that's uh you put a crazy word to the website i'll tell you what it means what urban, dictionary? urban dictionary there was no urban dictionary back then
2: yeah
0: you know okay. so nobody would know yeah i suppose what that meant <laughs> uh, um but uh yeah mm-hmm. that's a lot of great history there yeah I, uh,
2: it's, uh, it's pretty short one this time but yeah. Yeah. Only- yeah yeah yeah
0: um so i think we have time for one funny story guys all right one funny story sweet it's a story that I think we brought up in this podcast before, but it keeps happening, which is weird. But I, it's just people.
2: So same story, different instance, then. Yeah,
0: it's just like yeah. stupid idiots, you know.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, this oh, guy.
2: We've done that a lot of times.
0: Yeah, this yeah. guy. Uh, this guy faces twenty years in prison. Uh, for you know, peeing on the plane.
1: Peeing on a plane. Well, that's now, legal. I'm pretty sure. Well but I've, I've done was, that before. How was he peeing on the plane?
0: Well, and this is a problem. And what kind of world do we live in, guys? It's a COVID world. So what do you have to do on a plane? You have to wear your mask, right? Wear your mask. Uh he's facing 20 years in jail for allegedly refusing to wear his mask on board a flight before then urinating in the cabin.
1: Oh, oh in the cabin? I oh, I think like, you meant not if even not in even in the, in the bathroom. Lavatory. In... No, you can you can pee in the bathroom on the plane. Yeah, you I can't, mean, I've done that many times. You can't
0: like outside of the bathroom though and this guy did that so uh, this 24 year old guy from uh, Cannon City uh, he was arrested uh, when his flight landed according to a female flight attendant he'd been asked 8 to 10 times to put a face mask on but refused and then began to push and swat her hand away as she tried to gently tap his shoulder to get his attention so he was sitting down and having a good time and she was like and then she you know don't do it.
1: I'll say, let me. I don't want to interrupt, but I will say at mm-hmm. least he wasn't flying Air Canada. I I, w- I flew Air Canada up from newark New Jersey, to get to uh, Montreal, and uh, just as we were reaching cruising altitude, they the the flight attendant came on um, on the you know loud overhead speaker and said basically you know you know you need to wear your mask not because we some people plan? weren't, but they were just going over the rules and general things. Yeah. They they actually said if you don't wear your mask, they would remove you from the plane. Yeah. I mean, at 28,000 feet, that's that's a but hell of a feat. Kick you out. They just kick you out. I don't know how they yeah. do it. I don't know. Kick how, you I out. mean, because the cabin is pressurized. I don't know how they do it, but they said yeah. if you weren't wearing your mask, they would that's remove you from a plane. Now, maybe they yeah. meant after it landed. I don't nah, know. Probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or they might just give you a parachute and say, get the fuck out. <laughs> they might. Yeah um so he uh subsequently struck her arm two or three times in an attempt to aggressively dismiss her uh later in the flight two attendants uh they responded to a call button and said a passenger reported to a flight attendant that passenger greer the guy's name was urinating in his seat area and uh a flight attendant observed him doing this and told him to sit down so he got up to take a piss so this guy was wasted Pretty much. I mean, it he was like on it. something. Uh, then uh, the flight attendant observed Patrick Greer seated in his seat with his uh, Wee Wee out of his pants.
1: Hmm.
0: And she told him to put his Wee Wee back in his pants. He responded, I have to pee, which he had already
1: done. <laughs> so <laughs> he
0: was fucked. This guy was
1: fucked. I, I gotta sure. say, I, I gotta say, yeah. like, I, because I, since Co, since Co, you know, about a year ago now, I haven't mm. been traveling nearly as much as I would normally travel, but I have traveled a number of times. And I gotta admit, every time I get on the plane, I just in the back of my mind, I'm like, are we gonna have that guy? Are we gonna have that guy? Oh. We, yeah. You know, making oh. a scene, I i was just I keep wondering because you hear about it in the news and you know like, oh, the gosh. videos of Shit. people getting dragged like, off of planes. All yeah. I can think about yeah. when I get I, on the I again I haven't been on a whole lot of flights, but the the handful that I've been on in the last year it's just like i that definitely goes through my mind every time i get on a flight i'm like am i yeah. going to be on well, one of these flights
0: so then of course the the stewardess is seeing that the guy had peed all over the place decided to reseat some passengers because there's not a lot of passengers on planes right now anyways and so they reseat them and then they called the captain and it, it's alleged that greer's actions delayed the flight attendants preparations for landing endangering the safety of the passengers so he in danger of the passengers, oh. uh, the agent oh. said. Greer told him he had several beers and a couple of shots before boarding the flight. Fell asleep on the plane and awoke to being yelled at. Who told uh, to the to flight attendants? Who said he was peeing? He said he had no recollection of hitting the flight attendant and didn't know that he was peeing. And so he is. Uh, he was released on ten thousand dollars bond. I'm he just, could uh, I go to go jail. You, yeah. It,
1: ignorance is not an excuse tony no well
0: and here's the deal dave I mean, you've been on numerous flights before right i mean you're a world traveler right and i've been on flights myself right if you had that many beers and shots before you, do they even allow you on the plane if you're that uh, drunk they, they do. don't they
1: do they don't have to though i they don't I, have I don't, to yeah i don't need no. to, i'm not going to go into details but i've seen numerous I, I have seen numerous on numerous occasions people being taken off a flight before it took off
0: course. Mm-hmm.
2: But right.
1: be, yeah. because they were too drunk. I've seen right. I've witnessed that.
2: Yeah, me you know, too, actually.
1: So what and I think but, is so they have that right. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So I think is this guy got had was overserved before the flight. Somehow got on the plane without them kind of noticing that he was overserved and below. And then probably blacked out or passed out as the flight was leaving. So they thought he was sleeping. And he was so drunk that he decided to get up, blacked out, and pee all over the place. Yeah. You know? And this is like, this is a guy, I mean, obviously, you know, probably a fine citizen, you know? And uh, this is this is what happens when you don't wear a mask on a plane. If you don't wear a mask on a plane, guys, you end up peeing all over the place.
2: Troubles are brewing.
0: So yeah. make sure you wear your mask. Yep. Absolutely. doesn't just doesn't just stop covid it stops you from peeing actually on the seat front. also i would I was, highly
2: recommend not getting drunk before getting on the flight oh, oh
1: yeah that's, that's as i yeah. i as, as yeah. you know i've never been drunk on a plane experienced experienced traveler i mean i i don't think i, I don't think i've ever been drunk on a plane either no, i've I'm, certainly had drinks before and during a flight but i can't oh, yeah. say i've been drunk. oh yeah but sure. Yeah, it's not a good idea. Number, first of all, you're not going to feel good because you. It, not only does you're just going to be more dehydrated after yeah. the flight because it, the the higher altitude just mess with you. But I will say this: like this, this trip that I made up here a few days ago was I actually sat next to somebody for the first time in over a year. But because so they- I had previously been flying, I guess I don't have to mention, but I had previously been flying my preferred airline who still requires a middle seat. Uh, there is no middle seat uh, passenger, unless it's a family. Delta. But but yeah. this, yeah, yes, yes. But this particular flight, they don't have that rule. And actually, to be fair, most airlines don't. It's, I think it's only Delta, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I'm, I think that's going to end soon as well. But yeah. yeah, this particular airline didn't have that rule. So it was the first time I actually had to sit next to a person. So it was kind of weird. It was a weird feeling. But we had our masks on. It was fine. Did he, yeah.
0: did he pee on the seat
1: in front of you did not pee on the seat so that okay. was a bonus yeah well that's
0: always a bonus when they don't pee on the seat yeah but again i think this is the second time i brought up people peeing on a plane it's like what the is up with you people right go to the bathroom beforehand or don't drink
1: too much well, i mean tony yeah. I, I mean like i i famously flew from la to i wouldn't say famously but i once flew from la to melbourne without even getting out of my seat and that's like that's a 16 wow. hour that's a 16 Good hour flight God. but i mean sometimes you need to pee on a plane i'm telling you yeah that.
0: well you do but yeah.
1: jimmy go to the bathroom then. well right right for the sakes
2: yeah no kidding Yikes. but i mean what if,
1: but here's the thing like i've only done it a couple times myself but like if there's somebody if you're in a window seat which i prefer and there's somebody in the aisle you don't always want to disturb them, so sometimes if you think you can just and it's in the lights, it's dark. I mean, yeah. then maybe it's okay. But I'm always uh, just like,
0: I gotta go. I'm sorry, I just, I just gotta go. It's like it, I don't about give
2: a shit. One air, or quantus air or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: that's why you always pack a. a I shouldn't give all my secrets away, but you always pack a spare mm. pair of pants and underwear in oh. your carry-on, <laughs> and the plastic just in bottles. case you need to.
0: You want to start a certain new podcast, Dave? Dave's <laughs> speakers traveling around the world. <laughs> when you go on a plane, pack an extra pair of pants because you might pee yourself. Because you don't want to get somebody up
1: on the aisle seat. <laughs> Good God, no! Well, they're sound asleep, you know. <laughs> it's hard to sleep on a plane it's hard to sleep on a plane for most people and it if is. you see somebody just sound asleep in that aisle seat yeah. you just you don't want to disturb them yeah no of
0: course not you don't want to you know you'd rather pee yourself that's fine yeah of
1: course yeah
0: get kicked out the plane and pay twenty thousand dollars it's fine
2: or fall twenty eight thousand
0: feet yeah exactly right
2: yeah
0: uh you guys have anything else you guys want to talk about uh anything no, Crazy I think
1: shit. for an off-season podcast, I think we covered all we could possibly cover. So, yeah. yeah,
2: um, I th- I think I, I did hear um, I, I when I when I talked to uh, and I'm not gonna I don't want to give away who I talked to here, but uh, when I talked to somebody within uh, MN UFC over the next over the last week or so, they did say that the full schedule should be coming out before the end of this month. So good. Mm, um, good. So we should know it by the time we we have our next podcast.
1: Good deal. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see what that looks like. If it's going to be regional or if it's going to be look more look like a you know a twenty nineteen schedule. So yeah, it'll be.
2: I think it'll be a twenty nineteen. I think they're trying to make it a full schedule this year.
0: Yeah, and uh, uh, Governor Walls did kind of leak some information in his last press conference about uh, a big tournament coming to. Minnesota. That's right. Minnesota in September, October. And I think we figured out what what was it the. um,
1: Well, would 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 would, CONCACAF even be an the Champions League? Would that be an? That
0: would be. I think that would because we're in that. Well, so, no. no, we're
2: not in the Champions no, League this year, no, are we? No, no. We're, no, we're in the League's Cup. but uh, Leagues, it's, well, a league,
0: it's a League's Cup. It, League's okay. Cup, I think, is the deal I think he was talking about. Well, I just wondered. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, we also thought it might be the Gold Cup, possibly, and Which, World Cup qualifying.
0: World Cup qualifying might be it. Uh, Gold Cup, I think it's too early. World Cup um, qualifying, that would be exciting. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, I think Walls was not supposed to say what he said, but he said it anyway. So we have something to look forward to in September, October of uh, this coming up year. And hopefully by then things are better. We all have our vaccines. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm getting vaccinated next week.
0: That's all right. Wait. How are you getting vaccinated already?
2: Um, they're doing vaccinations down at Canterbury in, uh, in Shakopee. What? Yeah, there is apparently a big sign-up thing uh, today. What the yeah. I'm, Jeez, I'm going to leave
1: the country for a few days and I miss all everything. Yeah. I'm going vaccine hunting myself. I was just, <laughs> yeah. I mean like my, I think I screwed up my vaccine connector. Cause I should have said, I'm, obviously I wouldn't be in Canada if I wasn't involved in some kind of essential yeah. work, which I am and not getting into details, but you know, food and dairy infrastructure supporting, but I guess I,
0: Agriculture.
1: I yeah, I can't remember if I checked it or not. Didn't but anyways, I tell you that last weekend? I'll get, it, I'll get it as soon as possible. Yeah, but Jesus, yeah. you could get it like you could have gotten I, it before you left. dude. No, no, no. But I think I would have been if I, I may. Who knows? Maybe I will be able for the next round or whatever. So a, we'll, okay, we'll
0: so here's the deal. Doesn't matter. Get your flipping shot when you can get it. Right. Numerous ways to get your shot. Wall said today that they're gonna probably open up the next phase shortly. So anybody 50 plus will now be included.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: other ways to get your shot if you want to spend some time and this cool. is not and this is not um jumping the line everybody this is npr put a thing out today this is not jumping the line uh thrifty white drugstores stores in outstate minnesota yeah they have scheduled times whenever they get shots right their last scheduled shot is always like five or six o'clock at night you show up there an hour or two before that last scheduled shot. You go in there and sit down, hang out. There's potential that they had a couple of people who didn't show up for their shots that day. They don't want to lose those shots. If they don't put those shots in arms, then they are they go bad. So you get a shot.
1: Actually, yeah, and I should, that's a good point. I was gonna if for those people that are interested, if there there is another option too that I heard of from a coworker. If if you I think you have to call it's either CVS pharmacy or Walmart, but you can actually call their pharmacy and sign up to be I I don't know if you the my coworker worded as wasted but
0: last last minute thing yeah basically yeah yeah. there's the last that's essentially what it is if you CVS
1: CVS or Walmart and if you call Mm -hmm. them up and you can if you're if you can be last minute you know they might call you at two p.m. and say hey if you can get up here at five thirty. We got one for you, so mm-hmm. there's way there are ways if you really want to get it now. Yeah, yeah.
0: there's you can get it now. Sorry, Connor, I shouldn't have asked you how you're getting a shot. I, I should. I, oh no, told,
1: that's
0: fine. I've been told that numerous times not to ask. Glad Dave, you're getting just,
2: a shot, Dave. Just a piece of advice for you: I'm told that the U.S. is sending Canada a bunch of AstraZeneca shots. So. I heard
1: that today. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully the Canadians will be even more happy with us because they are. Well, with, I don't with know AstraZeneca. Yeah, know. but they're a little irritated with us right now, I think. But you know, so. could the AstraZeneca
0: yeah. thing I again could, if if David was still on this podcast, he would probably agree with me. The AstraZeneca thing is kind of I get why people are freaking out and they're shutting it down, but it's a little bit overblown because they've given 17 million shots of AstraZeneca in Europe and only like 20 people have died from it so you look at like the chances and you're going okay 17 million 20
2: yeah
0: you know i mean and, and again it you shouldn't have people dying from a shot and we don't know that yet but there's still a very good chance you're not going to die from an astronaut shot
2: right yeah
0: you know um or do you want more dinner arm? uh moderna has the uh, arm thing now where if you get a shot with moderna you get a big giant arm supposedly
2: that's That's what i'm getting next week well Um, here's the
1: thing i i I haven't done enough research but i mean like there's always going to be side effects to vaccines any vaccine that's just a fact now granted the covid vaccine was incredibly fast-tracked which is it's it's that's saying a lot for everything that went into it. It's amazing, really. But there any site, any vaccine, any shot, there's gonna be side effects. There there is, but I just feel like maybe this is being blown up a little bit more because of yeah. COVID. But
0: well, and to go back to what I was saying, get your shot when it's your time, or if you want to do the things like the vaccine hunter thing, go do it because it's good, you know. Get that if the vaccine's gonna be wasted, go get it. Um, I know. This next time, after this next time, the next uh, people will be essential workers who are not covered in the other ones, which includes myself, uh, a couple of my friends who work in uh, infrastructure stuff like construction and electricity. So we'll get it. But I have to tell you guys, I'm very, very excited because I think everyone will be able to get a vaccine by May first if you want it. Um, I think that. Uh, it's
1: trending that way. We're, we're trending yeah. that
0: way. So. Um, get your shot uh, when you can get it if you want it. I'm not going to say if you should get it or not because that's up to you, but if you want to. Um, I want to say thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. For myself, Tony, for Dave and Connor, we'll probably talk to you guys in a couple weeks.
2: Sounds about right. Hopefully. See you. See you guys.